0: Love Talk Radio. Hey, this is luxury healing, baby. (laughs) Luxury healing means that we mind the business that pays. I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have fires or more. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good, and and going places that make me feel good and and things that resonate. Living is a luxury do you think? When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury, when we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? And <laughs> when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're you're not paying your child support, you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. Y'all. I am here, it's your girl Dee Scott on this soulful Sunday, April the 5th, um, 2020 And so today's show is a little bit more in depth about healing Because I'm starting to get a little bit swayed from the internet Because everything is doom and depression And not that we shouldn't be taking the COVID-19 situation seriously um, My little cousin actually had it down in Atlanta She's cured up, she's, she's home, she's well bevy of celebrities are coming out saying that they have it, Slim Thug, Asada Jones, uh, Sincere. He was on Love and Hip Hop at one point. Um, He had it. So we're all just trying to make it through each and every day. So I'm seeing a lot of memes about people saying that, you know, if you don't come out of this with a skill or if you don't come out of this on top or if you don't come out of this as a reborn hustler, then you didn't – lack, what was it, you didn't lack the vision, you lacked the discipline. Um, That's not true. I have told you all before about one of the trauma responses, which is why, one of the reasons why the dsm 4 had to be rewritten, it has to be rewritten. So the Diagnostic Statistics Manual, which is the book that psychiatrists and psychologists use to be able to diagnose people, has to be updated every so many years because there are new diagnoses. PMS was one of them, oh, that's not a real thing, but there is a PMS psychosis. And so post-traumatic stress disorder is a real thing, and trauma is a real thing. And so sometimes, like in my case, one of my responses to trauma is to stay busy all the time. Like I'm talking 50,000 things going on at the same time. And if you read the book The Alchemist, it's funny because my brother Saladin would tell me, when you read The Alchemist, The Alchemist (laughs) Home looks very similar to mine, so you would think that, you know, and every, everybody says, like, cleanliness is next to godliness. Like, I'll bleach everything down, but if you came in my house trying to find something and, and it's not your house, it's my house, you'll never find it. I know where it is, but you may not know where it is, and that's part of my trauma. My trauma allows me to be busy all the time. I am literally birthing idea babies every single day, things that I can do, not just to make money. I I, I got past the make money phase because when you do things for money, your intention is not right. When you do things for freedom, that's different. Money equates freedom to me. And so when I see people saying that people should be taking up a new skill and doing this and doing that, some of us, to be honest with you, are just resting. And we're resting Like I'm going to be honest with you The dark circles that used to appear under my eyes So prevalent are almost non-existent I've been outside pretty much every other day Taking my walks, doing my runs And outside for at least two hours Um, I've been coming back having crippling sinus headaches Like to the point where like um, You know, I have a headache over my right eye I can't even open my eyes sometimes Because it's just so painful But y'all know I don't take any type of drugs or anything like that. And so one of my followers at Shell Red, um, we're talking about what I should do the show on today because she had posted a poem. And it's funny because I'm such a literature buff that I knew that the poem that was posted, and a lot of people are posting it all over the place, and it's called um, And the People Stayed Home. And originally it was quoted that Catherine O'Meara, who is a writer from um, the 1800s, wrote the poem. And when I read the poem, I said this is incorrect. So I didn't even have to Google it to know that Catherine O'Meara in in 1869 did not write this poem because the verbiage, especially in Ireland at that time, would not have translated to the way that this poem uh, came out. So I'm going to actually read you guys the poem. It actually touched me, but it definitely was not written by Catherine O'Meara. I'm a huge person that writes in APA format, so I believe that everyone should be excited for the work, but I'm going to read you the poem. And people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played and learned new ways of being and stopped and listened deeper. Someone meditated, someone prayed, someone danced, someone met their shadow, and people began to think differently and people healed. And in the absence of people who lived in ignorant ways, dangerous, meaningless, and heartless, even the earth began to heal. And when the danger ended and people found each other, grieved for the dead people, and they made new choices and dreamed of new visions and created new ways of life and healed the earth completely, just as they were healed themselves. Now, it was stated that she wrote this in 1869 after the famine. That is incorrect. It's actually all over the Internet that she specifically did not write this because words like exercise and words like meditate things like that that's pretty much you're coming into the the 1900s early 1900s before that became a thing when women were able to be liberated and think outside the box so Catherine O'Meara um, actually did not write that poem but nonetheless the poem still resonates and um, I think that it's it's about recalibration. Healing is about recalibration. Healing is about saying, Okay, so, so you, you fall down, right? And you get a scab on your knee. A lot of us rode our bikes, we didn't have training wheels, or we had the huffy pink bubblegum bikes with the you know, the little ching ching, you know, bell on it, and we fell off our bikes and we scabbed our knees. And so the scab went from the white meat to healing to a certain level to the pink meat. Um, to healing to a certain level where you had that black crusty part over it to when that fell off, you had a new piece of shiny skin because it wasn't finished calibrating. And so this process takes, give or take, about two weeks for some type of wound like that to heal, even something minute. And so I think what's happening is that when we reopen old situations, you're not even letting the skin close up from what happened to you before and you are creating a new wound and then opening that up so that it has to heal. And some of you are festered in sores because it's, it's not even a wound. It's, it's a sore. You're not letting it heal. And, so, and especially when you keep touching it, what, what happens? It gets infected. So when I see things, and I talked to one of my best friends last night, and she was telling me that this recent ascension that I'm going through which is trying to raise my vibration, trying to level up, trying to do not so much big girl things, but just bigger things, not even big girl things, just bigger things out here in the universe, Um, that you have to leave people to think the way that they think or do whatever it is that they're going to do because that's not in direct correlation with what you're doing. And so I really only like to tell people things one time. My son included, business associates, people that I work with, one time and then after i've told you one time and i've expressed to you because i'm a very um not so much emotional person i'm analytic right it's about common decency and a hundred percent of the things that i ask people to do for me are free a hundred percent of it is free okay so if i'm asking you to be a human and to let me know when we're going to be out of contact or just let me know that you're okay because this is something that affects my business, and you can't do that. You lack the same common decency that I would give to you, and we can't. There's nothing for us to talk about, okay? I'm not a jealous person, and I'm not even really territorial because I believe that humans have free will. So we are all a lot, and I'm very clear on what my vibe is. I'm very clear on what my purpose is in people's lives. And so when people Show you, okay, so it's, it's one thing for me to believe that I am something in someone's life. It's another thing for them to show me that I am not, and I believe you. And I, I don't like um, people saying that these particular situations are toxic because that's a very overused word, just like essential is going to be very overused in 2020. Um, it is not toxic if that person is not abusing you, okay? It is not toxic. It is not toxic if that person is not giving you what you need, not so much what you want but what you need in order to move forward. That is not toxic. That is called they made a decision, okay? And you getting out of their way is their consequence. And it's nothing about punishment. A consequence is just if I make a left and, and the sign says it's a one-way street, the consequence of me making a left is a myriad of things. It's I could be in an accident oncoming. I could get a ticket. Um, I could injure someone or possibly kill them. There's a, a, Every action has a reaction, okay? So this is a time of recalibration. And how many times back in the day when we were kids did we say, oh, this isn't working, so you unplugged it and then you plugged it back in, right? Not that that's what we're doing in the earth, but I think that a lot of people need to be doing that in a lot of their relationships, in a lot of their parenting styles, in a lot of their, their work relationships. We needed to unplug, take a step back, let you do what you do. Because everyone always thinks that they have a better idea or how you should heal. You should heal based on how you hurt. You should heal based on how you hurt. Okay, so this isn't about love languages. This isn't even about interpersonal relationships as far as boyfriend-girlfriend is concerned. If you have mommy and daddy issues, you should heal based on how you hurt. You cannot be in the same environment that made you sick, and that's why my heart goes out to women, men, and children that are being abused during this time because they can't get out of the house from their abuser, not even for five minutes. You understand that when you, you take a flower and you water it too much, you're going to kill it. Okay, okay. I'm not a smothering person because that's not love. That is, that is possession. I don't want to possess all the, the roses in my garden. I don't. I don't want to possess every tree that I see walking down the street. I just want it to be a tree and grow and do what it's supposed to do. And if that means that I'm not there to nurture it, it is not my problem. That is the parks department's problem to make sure that that tree grows. The roses in my own garden, those are my responsibility. A lot of us are tending to flowers in other people's gardens, and we don't need to do that. You can't heal like that. If I'm in a situation, and like I said, like I recently had to cut off a couple people that I had longstanding, long-term relationships with for years, just because I literally woke up one day in a healed space and I said, I don't even need to talk to you. Um, Male or female I, I don't need to talk to you And the reason that I don't need to talk to you Is because you and I are not in, in understanding We are not in agreement About what I think is appropriate And what you think is appropriate In this friendship and whatever And I've been in relationships Where it was just every day Like every day it was some dramatic presentation That is toxic Because you can't grow I just had a situation where I was in L.A where I had a phone conversation with someone that was telling me what I should be doing. Meanwhile, they are in no position whatsoever to be telling anybody anything, okay? You also got to be careful of people that are telling you what you should be doing during this time. Let me see what you did. Let me see what you're doing. I get inspired by people, but I'm actually getting agitated now because it's like now everybody wants a podcast. Now everybody wants a, a blog spot. Now everybody wants to do all this creative work that they pushed to the side because it wasn't important. Me speaking to the people has always been important. Me sharing my, my thoughts and my view on things on Tell the Truth Tuesday to help with my mental health, is, it was always important to me since 2014. And so you have to make sure that when you're starting things that you can finish them. That is a huge issue in a lot of my interpersonal relationships with men and women is because we fail to maintain. So if I'm in a healed space and I'm trying to maintain some type of relationship with you, whether it's business, whether it's personal, whether it's whatever, there are certain things that I'm going to have to do. And recently I became extremely agitated that people use me to dump all their trash on, all their problems. All, everything that they have going on. And me, my life is lit. I'm great. I, I don't really have any problems because I don't let things bother me, and I'm pretty prepared for anything that life has to throw at me because I've worked my whole life for moments like this for the other shoe to drop off. And now that it's dropped off, I have less anxiety because I lived the last 10 years with the anxiety that something like this would happen. I could have never dreamed in a million years. But – Now that I'm in a separate healing space, I don't like to talk to people whose every word out of their mouth is some type of low vibrational issue. I can't talk to you. If you are coming to me with problems all the time and you never not one time can tell me what you're going to do to fix your problem, I'm not going to tell you either. Because if you can't even listen to yourself, you're not going to listen to me. So it is a waste of my breath and resources and time and space to tell you what you should be doing because you're not going to listen to me while you're in an unhealed space that is beneath me and I'm not doing it, and I don't care. I spoke to my sister last night, and she told me, she says, I think maybe you're just having like an adult tantrum and you're cutting people off because, and I've been cutting people off for months. Um, just like, you know, people that just check in with you when they feel like it Or just to see if they still have it Don't call my phone Don't text me Don't call my phone Because this is not about you And and, and most of the people that are doing this are people that have hurt me Or disrespected me to the ends of the earth Whether it be physically Like, y'all do understand that I think for a lot of women Because I deal with a lot of women that have problems in relationships Men too And the biggest problem that they have is cheating. And a lot of people don't understand that. For me, it's not the the biology of it because I understand that biologically it doesn't make sense for man to be faithful. I get that. But if you're trying to keep me safe and AIDS has been around for the last 30 years, that's why I don't understand why y'all are flipping out so bad about this coronavirus and we've lost millions because y'all want to fuck raw. Millions of people. We have, black women are the highest case of new AIDS rate in this country, okay? So whether it's our men that are on the DL, whether it's the, I listen, I told y'all, I did a whole show about a married woman, dragged her from filth to the white meat on her chest because she's cheating on her husband. You don't have to cheat, just leave. Just leave because that's not love because if you would, if you, everything that you would do with me, you would do with somebody else and I'm not special, Right? So all this, like, everything is game. And and the minute that I start feeling like games are being played, that that is a trigger for me to step out, like to leave the situation. Because nobody plays games better than somebody that don't give a fuck about nothing at all, okay? That is part of my mental health disorder is that the moment I stop having fun with it, I'm done with it. The moment that... I have come to put you in my everyday schedule or in my everyday life, and then that becomes a thing of not, oh, no, we're done. There's nothing we can do to salvage that. And I'm not talking about three days. I'm talking about people that I've not talked to in six months, nine months. I had one situation. I didn't talk to somebody for a whole year, and now you want to have conversation with me about what? And it's the same exact thing, and it goes all the way back to, you disrespect in 2000 and this, 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 you disrespect to me, and I can't get over that, right? I can't get over it because I gave you the opportunity to do the right thing and you didn't do it. So my girlfriend was telling me that I'm starting to, um, she's like, I think that you're agitated or you have anxiety. And I'm like, no, actually, Lisa, this is different. This is just an ascension. This is me being in a healed space saying this is not what I'm going to tolerate. So if I'm someplace where I'm not being, You know, revered Or I'm someplace where I'm not being adored Or I'm not someplace where I'm being loved I have to exit that place Because it's only going to end up In a toxic situation for me Because that's all I want to do With people that are in my immediate circle Is love on them and revere them And tell them how great they are For the things that they do for the community And for their families And for me and for whomever else When I get to a space Where I don't really have anything nice to say Because I ain't seen you I haven't been around you, you have to start really looking at your situation and say, do I even really know this person? And now because I don't know this person, I'm frightened and I'm fearful that I've made a mistake. And I don't make mistakes very often, right? So time is one of the things that we can't get back. So wasting time for me is just like wasting money. So when I look at some of my relationships over the past, like, five years, right, because, you know, there was one um, or two. I look at, like, I ought to punch you in your face, okay, with hammers, the heads of hammers on my knuckles, because you wasted my time. You knew damn well that you had no business coming from your unhealed space talking to someone else who was trying to heal. That's like two junkies meeting each other in rehab and then trying to work out a relationship. The percentage is very low that that's going to happen and be successful. You know, people, men and women, have to start realizing that some people need to heal themselves. Just like I told you that your body will heal itself, it will not heal itself in the same environment that you hurt it in. It won't. So you either have to remove yourself from the situation or you have to remove the other person. Okay, And I'm not personally, because I know that that a lot of people listen, I'm not talking about my personal situation. If I remove myself to recalibrate, it just means that maybe what I thought was my friendship or my relationship or my partnership with somebody, maybe it was more important to me than it was to them. And so I'm going to step away from the situation because I don't want to get hurt because I think more highly of the person And sometimes they think of themselves, and I'm not going to get them to see what I see, right, because I look at everything with rose-colored glasses. I'm coming from a place of love. Not that I love you, but I'm coming from a a genuine um, intention. And when I see that people don't have that same love for me, for me, that is going to turn into an abusive situation, because that person is not healed past whatever childhood trauma, relationship trauma they have, and you have no choice. It's literally ingrained in you that you will repeat the same behavior with me, and I am not with the shits. So I like to remove myself from situations before it gets bad so that I can get my feelings and emotions in check. This is just something that I do to keep healthy. It doesn't mean that I don't love the person. It doesn't mean that I don't care about them. It just means I see that we are not on the same plane of understanding and healing. You think it's okay to do X, Y, and Z. I think it's not because it's caused me. And and it's funny because I used to tell my old man, I used to say, we're never going to have arguments because I could just tell he's a gentle soul. He don't mean nobody no harm. But he does harm people because his, his words are harsh at times. He's very curt. But his actions never match his words. His words are always going to be harsher than what his actions are. So sometimes you have to believe the words over the actions, right, because that's a, that's a physiological response to someone seeing a beautiful woman or someone seeing somebody with a camel toe or someone seeing somebody with a fat ass. Sometimes we can't believe what they do. We have to believe what they say. So, you know, you don't give people more than one opportunity to tell you that they don't want you. You believe them the first time, and that is Maya Angelou that said that. When someone shows you or tells you who they are, believe them, okay? So when I remove myself from situations that I know that I'm not going to be returned the same love that I give, that is also abuse of yourself coming from an unhealed space when we try to love things that don't want to be loved by you. When they say love is the highest vibration, that doesn't mean that you have to go and love on everybody. Leave these hoes alone. Leave these niggas and these broads alone that don't want you. If they told you that they don't want you, and they'll always say, like, no, I never said that, you know, when they catch you with your hair combed or something like that. No, I never said that. Yeah, but you did. Because if I asked you for simple human decency, and you cannot do that, and I, I used to tell my old man, I used to say, we will never have an argument about infidelity because about, that's not my problem to worry about what you do, okay? That's your problem. If you want to be a dirty dick Negro, that's cool. That's not my problem. Don't bring me nothing. And that's a real thing. My problem, I used to tell my old man, I used to say, you know, our problem is going to be that maybe somebody loves somebody too much or maybe somebody, we're, we're not going to be on the same level of um, emotions, which that's not fair, Right, So at some point, somebody has to fall back, whether it's him, whether it's me, because they're not, we're not going to be in tune. And I said, in the minute that things become unpure, meaning I feel like you're playing games or you're inconsistent, instead of being honest. Being honest would be to say, like, for example, at the end of this month, I'm not healed past my mother's death. My mom passed um, 2013 at the end of April. I'm not healed past that yet. I'm healed past her birthday now where we can celebrate and the family gets together and we eat and we drink. That was in March, okay? I did have nobody around for that. My my home girl Deanna, was like, you know, I'm proud of you because I know that today's your mom's birthday. But now we approach um, her death, which a lot of people don't know that my mom actually died in her own home with the family there. You know, she had made my son pancakes that morning, but you'll read about that all in the book. So maybe I am responding to an unhealed space that is saying that, you know, it would be nice if I could lean on somebody instead of somebody always leaning on me or somebody always calling me because they want to hear nice things, right? I'm not healed past my mother's death yet, not fully, and it's been seven years. So when I have people, so that's why people don't understand why I need to hear from you my girlfriend, Lisa, understands I've been kidnapped before, almost murdered, all these types of things. So when I'm out of town or when I'm doing something, she will literally call me every day and be like, bitch, I need proof of life, P.O.L. I need to know that when you landed, you were okay. I, need, I don't got to call her and talk to her for 80 minutes. she would be like, I'm just checking in because you know how things happen. You know, my girlfriend, Shan, passed away now. It's been two years. The people that did not go through and see her had no idea that she was in hospice. It's not something that she posted on the Internet. So I take people's absence very seriously, you know. Um, I dated a guy. I didn't hear from him in a 48-hour period. We had not argued. Nothing was wrong. He was in jail. So, so I, don't, I take absence as an insult, right, especially if I didn't do anything to you, you know, and especially that's why I have these agreements in the beginning of my relationships and my friendships, like, okay, if I don't hear from you in this many days, if I don't hear from you in that many days, and sometimes I remove myself from the situation because I need you all to figure it out yourself, okay, I need you to figure out why this bothers me or why this hurts me, so it's a recalibration, so if I'm going into a difficult time and all you do is call me and dump on me about your problems, I'm not in a healed space this month. You're gonna get what you get. I'd rather just not talk to you and then get back with you when I'm back in a better space in my mind. okay If it's okay for you to have problems with your girl or problems with your man and then you're coming and you're telling me, and then I'm you know advising you on what you should do or trying to make things better for you, you know when you go home i and I don't get that in return. That's not being selfish. that's called reciprocity right and um it's just it's it's just basic being a human so if people can't even be human for you why are they in your life if people can't help you why are they in your life if people can't come see you why are they in your life if people cannot call you or text you it literally takes one minute out of a day to say hey this isn't a good week for me you know because i think they i think y'all call it ghosting right Y'all say, you know, it's it's easy just to text somebody and say, hey, this isn't going to be a good week for me. I remember when I was finishing up one of my books, Back from Broken, you know, I had a situation at the time in Texas, and I was like, listen, this isn't going to be a good few days for me. I'm in writer mode, and I need to fall off the face of the earth for a while and focus on this because I'm a nonfiction writer. And it was a ghost so I have to actually be this grown-ass, you know, 40-something-year-old man who had some sexual abuse issues. Um, And it was was really heavy, you know. So when you ask people for basic human decency and they cannot give it to you, that does not mean that they're toxic because I want you to take that out. Toxic is abusive, which means that they are abusing your time, they are abusing your kindness, they are abusing your money. I don't think in any of my friendships or relationships in the past year, that I have been abused. I've been lied to, but I've not been in a toxic situation because it came from love. And I used to tell my old man, like, our arguments are going to be because I couldn't see you or because we were busy or because, you know, we couldn't get to each other and we enjoy each other's company. That That's what our arguments are going to be about. It's never going to be about what were you doing over here or how come you didn't call me back because these are stupid things to me. In my previous relationship, my arguments were about who came out of your house at 3 o'clock in the morning and aren't you glad that I didn't run them over in the street. My argument was about why did you tell this girl this? Why are you at my job with other people? Like why are you – those are what my arguments – that now that was toxic. So you understand that when people – try to come back after doing all that, it's just kind of like dead fish in the water. It stinks, and you have to go away. You have to let it go. There's too much damage, you know, just cut the whole thing off. And so that's what healing is about. You cannot heal in the place that hurt you. So if you continue talking to the same person that disrespected and hurt you, like I said, I walked out of my one relationship in 2015 before it got bad. It was a little lie that he told for no apparent reason. We ended up getting back together after my homegirl died years later, and what did he do? The thing that ended our relationship. He didn't cheat, but he was on the path. He didn't cheat, though. So a lot of people think that I dragged this dude because he cheated. No, you lied, and you did not have a reason to do that. And because he was in an unhealed space, and I know that he was just on my page not that long ago under a different surname or whatever, whatever, because he he thinks he's slick, because he comes back as different French names or whatever. And I'm like, sir, I feel energy through my phone. I know it's you, okay? And he came back actually on the day that we were supposed to get married, the day he wanted to get married. I didn't want to get married for years until 2022. He wanted to get married in 2020, but we've been broke up now for years. And never, ever spoke again. That's what's so funny. I can be in so much love, and the minute that I sense that you're lying to me or you're playing games, I'll just leave. I I don't care if we were swinging from chandeliers. I don't care if we did aerial 69s. I don't care what we did. You have to go, you know. And, And the death of certain relationships, even your friends. If your friends have nothing positive to contribute to your day, everything is a complaint. That is lowering your vibration. You cannot heal in six spaces. So sometimes the recalibration is necessary for four weeks, six weeks, two months. Because at that point, if your relationship can sustain that, and y'all can go back and y'all can be cool, and then everybody's feelings are even kilter, or y'all just don't like each other anymore, and y'all can just be cool and be friends, cool. But for the most part, in my experience, that's not what happens. Men get angry because they think that you left them or you want to be with somebody else. No, I just don't want to be with you because you cannot show me any type of human decency just to say, hey, this isn't a good week. I'm just going to talk to you next week. And it's funny because my old man will probably say something like, I don't owe you that, but you do. If we have money in common, you at least owe me that. When I do the stocks, I at least owe it to myself to go online and see what Italy is doing, what Greece is doing, what France is doing, because I trade currency. So, yeah, it, it does help me to know that my partner is still alive.
1: <laughs> you know, he's
0: he's still breathing, you know. So what this show was about was just about different ways that people heal. And the number one thing that I can tell you is you're, everybody's going to have their own litmus test. You cannot heal in an environment that hurts you, right. So I'm not being hurt in my, any of my relationships. I'm not being used in any of my relationships. I'm not being abused. I am being dumped on. Um, I just lost a friendship with somebody recently um, that I met and he was like totally cool, like totally was trying to help me as far as in my writing career is concerned and I feel like there was a shift because it was okay for him to tell me stuff but I couldn't tell him stuff. You know, so I'm just like at this point I'll just admire you from afar and just be happy that, you know, we got to meet and, and shared some space for for a little bit. Um, and, and just be done with it Because I can't deal with people that are like that either It's okay for you to call and tell me things But I can't call and tell you things About what's going on in my life Because you're disinterested So what does the healer do And I think I'm going to do a show on that Is who does the healer go to when it's time to heal If I can't come to you If I can't see you If I can't hold you If I can't hug you I can't sleep with you I can't do any of these things What is your What is your purpose? You know, and then You know, there's a lot of people that get into this whole pimp and hoe ideology, and and it's funny because I've studied these things. Iceberg Slim, Donald Goins, people in my family, like it is what it is. And shout out to my Aunt Joyce, who used to work for Uncle Frank. She just turned damn near 80-something in New York City. We were supposed to be up there. My son and I going to see her and take her out to Cipriani's for dinner, but we obviously can't do that, and she's elderly. Um, She was on America's Most Wanted at one point. She did a bid, but... um, I think what people have to understand with the pimp and hoe thing is that when you meet a woman that was actually raised by her daddy, don't have no daddy issues, all these things that you tell me as a man, I already heard them. So I'm just going to remove myself from a situation when I feel like you're starting to talk to me like just a little bit off. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to still be together as long as you're making me money. I'm sorry, what did you say? (laughs) I'm like, what? I'm not telling you to sugarcoat things. I'm just saying, okay, duly noted. And then once you say things like that to me one too many times, then I know what this is. We don't need to talk. We can just we can get money together, we could do what we need to do, and leave it at that. Because obviously you like a certain aesthetic, you like maybe younger women, maybe you like older women, it doesn't matter, I'm not what you like, let's just not force the issue. But then don't be upset when someone else pays me the attention that I begged you to pay. And I think that when you are in a healed space, it's easier for you to identify things six months into a relationship as opposed to six years, and then you're just like, it won't stop, it's a vicious cycle. Get off the carousel So something that upset me this week Was the death of the beloved Bill Withers I'm going to tell you a funny story on Tuesday I'm going to play another one of his songs But for today, if you feel like you are being not appreciated You're being beat up on emotionally Because people bring their problems to you Like you are a human dumpster You know, remove yourself from the situation and then see how they fare with that. Some of them, most of them will survive without you and you'll realize that you were useless to them and were never going to be as used to them, and you have to be okay with that. But part of healing is saying, you know what, you didn't need me and that's fine, so I remove myself from the situation. Ninety percent of them, though, realize when the sunshine is gone.
1: Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Sunshine when she's gone and this house just ain't no home anytime she goes away. I know 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 But ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone only darkness every day. Ain't no sunshine.